Welcome back to Unarmored Talk Podcast. Thank you for supporting and listening to this amazing podcast. And don't forget, you can also watch this episode or previous episodes on my YouTube channel at Sergeant Major Mario P. Fields dash YouTube. Let's get ready to meet and listen to another guest who is willing to have discussions and remove their armor to help other people develop a accurate way of thinking. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Unarmored Talk Podcast. I know it's been two weeks and I miss you guys both on audio and video. I wish we had like a studio so I could see you guys, but uh, but thank you so much. Today we have another inspirational guest who's willing to remove their armor, right? Her armor to help others. Stacy Peterson, what's going on? Hey, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm excited. You know, I've been smiling for a couple of weeks. Stacy is awesome. <laughs> Stacy is off. But before we get to Stacy, who's the main event today, right? If it weren't for Stacy, we wouldn't be here. One, thank you guys, listeners and viewers. Again, the podcast continue to do great things. Couldn't do it without you. Did you guys know the average podcast, over 80%, they, they, they don't make it past six episodes, over 80%. And we are we are over 60 episodes. Thank you so much from the bottom of my little heart. Number two, our sponsor, Robert and Miriam Norris. What a wonderful couple. I think they've been married for 6,000 years, ladies and gentlemen. But they're more than a sponsor. They're my friends, my coach. And I take those cell centros, those minerals. You guys want to learn more? Hit them up at takechargerhealth.usana.com or email me at host at unarmoredtalk.com. Well, we're done with that stuff. Let's get to the main event. Stacy Peterson. She's a funny, motivational, keynote, business speaker. Then she's more than that. And I can't wait to get into this topic. Stacy, please tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Um, I am the mother of several amazing kids who I love so, so much when they're not with me. Um, I, I probably the biggest thing that I am known for is that I have almost died a bunch. So that's really what people always want to know about that journey and that story and mm. how I got through it and what happened. And so, yeah, that's, that's about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do like Thai food. I'll throw that in there just for random. You are awesome. You, you know, ladies and gentlemen, too, you guys can find Stacey Peterson on YouTube, by the way. You put her in the search engine, Stacey Peterson. She has 1.7 million followers and subscribers. <laughs> Minus a couple zeros. <laughs> she She's awesome. So make sure you guys check out her YouTube channel. Get on LinkedIn and follow her again. I mean, we'll we'll do some more plugs at the end, but I just want you guys to get that up front. You know, she is amazing. But let's jump right to the topic. You heard her talk about it. You know, Stacy's all positive, motivational. You see her. She's funny as heck. You guys got to watch her. Her speaker's real. But she, this, this, this is the results of her almost dying, not just once, not a bunch of times. And where one of the things she says that I love is people say laughter is the best medicine. And I used to always think, believe that until Stacy said mm -mm, morphine. Mm -hmm. Stacy, yes, absolutely. Please let's talk <laughs> New about new comparison <laughs> dates with death. 
Yeah, I had kind of had a um, a little bit of a too long of a relationship. Mm. <laughs> my dates with death should have cut that off sooner. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll share just a little of my story. It really started with uh, my first husband. I have had a few. Um, I haven't been married fifty thousand years, uh, but I do like to say that I am. I finally arrived. I'm like the Kardashians, right, 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 because I have to like label and clarify which ex-husband and my rear has gotten miraculously huge in a very short amount of time and so I love that's you, how I- <laughs> on our talk thank you so much <laughs> this is awesome so I uh my very first my very first I have had to my first husband got diagnosed with um, a very serious illness when I was 30 And I had two young children at home and I went from being a stay at home mom to um, working sometimes two, three jobs at a time, just keep food on the table and keep the house running and everything going. And um, it was, I learned a lot through that time and had a very positive attitude. I was like, oh, it's just a season. We'll get through it. Um, Unfortunately, that illness kind of messed with him a little bit mentally and he became, um, unsafe for myself and my children. And so no one's ever like, Hey, when I grow up, I want to be a single divorced mom. Like that's usually not the goal. Uh, but I still had a positive attitude about it. Um, I'm like, we'll just, we'll get through it. And so I was going through the divorce and right before it was final, I was building a children's musical theater set and I just stepped on a rusty nail. That was it. Just a simple misstep. And it was no big deal. It healed just fine. I had had a tetanus shot because I'd just been down in the Dominican Republic working with kids. And, mm-hmm. um, but the week my divorce was final, I had gone in to sign the paperwork over to the house and I started not feeling well. And I don't remember much after that, but basically I almost died. And I do remember the moment people are like, well, you know, do you remember? I'm like, yes. So, um, I remember the moment and I had a couple thoughts. The first one is what you always hear about with relationships, that life is really about relationships Mm. and it is. And I regretted, um, really just like surviving and living and doing the day-to-day, the tasks, the to-do list rather than, you know, just looking my kids in the eye or the people that I love making that space and that time for them over tasks. Um, then my second thing was I kind of got mad at God (laughs) for a second. I was like, what? I was like, you just work really hard and you stress and you worry and you try. And then you just like, die yeah, so like you, what is that god you, 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 you send god a text message i need to talk to you yeah i need to, I need to you need to clear your schedule <laughs> he's like i did that's why you're <laughs> why you're in the hospital okay. I, don't, I don't care who you're talking to god <laughs> i'm on the line right now and, uh, let me let, let me find out that you you left me on red you read my text <laughs> It didn't respond, Lord. I see the little dots. I see the little dots. Wow. So you get upset with God and what's going on? Because I realized, and then I kind of thought through it. I was like, wow, I really wasted my life. And Mm. I am a massive people pleaser. 
like, um, if somebody doesn't like me, it's the end of the world. And I'm trying to get over that. <laughs> I've gotten over it a lot, but I realized that I, um, had not, um, really followed who I was as an individual right. in that I felt like I was supposed to be like other people and fit in this mold to be like a good person. And, um, I was always trying to f- do that. Cause that's what I thought people expected of me. And I realized I had wasted my giftings and my time and my life, not pursuing the things that, um, I wanted to pursue. And so, I I was like, okay. And there were even, and it was even small things. Like I, I was like, wow, I never saw the Hollywood side. I've never seen the walk of fame. I've never, I never went back to Europe. I, there were so many things I hadn't done. Mm. And cause I was just surviving. I was in that. Okay. You know, just do the day to day. This is what a life is supposed to look like. And I was like, well, I'm, don't want that again. Um, I didn't die because that would be really creepy right now if I had. Uh- <laughs> if, 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 I believe if I was interviewing someone who had passed away years ago, we would probably go from ranked. I think right now I'm ranked last in the world on podcast industry. <laughs> on our talk is probably the last ranked podcast, even though even though I got some great listeners and viewers. I think after this episode, I would go from like rank last <laughs> in the globe to ranked number one in the yeah. world. Yes. <laughs> so, so here you are now. You're reflecting, mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're starting to realize that the little things that are important in life. You, yes. you get mad at God. Send him a text message. Yes. It, 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 of course, he, he responded probably spiritually. So, so, so now what happens next, right? So, so now you've you've done all this self-reflecting, you've reflected on your past, you had another date with death, if you will, but you can't remember too much, probably because of the medication and so on and so forth. (laughs) Now what, now what did, did did God go, you know, you're right. You you should be upset with me. So I'm going to leave you alone for a minute. What I remember is like having that moment because I was like, huh, I think I'm dying. And (laughs) so I, and then I had those thoughts and then I just, I woke up the next day and the nurses came in and they were like, wow, you almost died last night. And that happened several times. And they said, you, um, that they had the, um, the IV and all the medicine to control a fever was on full. It was flooding. And she said, we couldn't turn it up any higher. And we packed your whole body down with ice and your fever just kept rising. I think it was like 105.9. Mm. And she was like, there's, we just thought there's no way you're going to make it. And, uh, but it did. And, um, what had happened was when I had stepped on that nail, I had gotten bacteria in my bloodstream and it had settled to some joints basically in my back and had become infected. So the muscle, the bone, the joint, the whole thing. And I had, was in septic shock. Wow. And, uh, because of where it was, I was not able to walk. Um, because if you, have you've ever had a tooth infection and it hurts really bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was like that only it was like this huge space where all my body weight went through. Um, 
to, you know, and I, it was so painful. And so when I left the hospital three weeks later, I, um, I had to do a wheelchair and then I was in a walker Then I taught myself how to walk with a cane. And I did that for a little while. Um, and it hurt, uh, but I had, they had done antibiotics. Um, I had a pick line where I did daily IV antibiotics for mm. several weeks and it should have been fine. And in the meantime, though, because I had, um, while I was being sick, I lost my job. Oh. And so really it was like in three weeks time, I had lost my marriage because my divorce was final. I lost my home. I lost my health, my ability to walk and be able to take care of my kids. I lost my financial security and, um, being able to provide for my kids. And then, um, a lot of those people at my work were my support system. So it kind of felt like my whole life was just yeah. off, like severed. Um, but I had a positive attitude. I'm like, no, just keep going. Uh, to make a short story long, the infection ended up coming back five different, five different times over the span of several years. Um, each time I almost died. Um, I've been in ICU. I've had major surgery. I've done mm. like three months of daily IV antibiotics. I did eight years of daily oral antibiotics and they have no idea why uh, I'm, uh, I, uh, have like what happened. I'm a rare case. So I am written up in a journal of medicine, which is not the kind of famous you want to be because my cases are rare. Um, but I really learned a lot through that time because each time I got sick, I became way less resilient, um, till about the last time I was like, uh, and so I was diagnosed with PTSD from almost dying so much. Um, I guess I knew something wasn't right with me, uh, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. I was like, I was just in such a dark place and, um, and so it was a journey out. It took about a year and a half to get out of that fog and that depression and working through the and, PTSD. And, and, and I was, and I was going to ask you about this. So again, thank you. Yeah. I love our guests because when I'm preparing the next question in my head, as I'm listening, you guys are awesome. You guys go right into it. It's almost like we're synced. And so, yeah, you mentioned that the psychological impact and the year and some change that you were in that, that, uh, you know, state of mind, how did you, what, how did you think through it? Like, what was the point you started to think through it and things started to change? So for, I think what kind of, I, I had been resilient for a long time. So with my first husband, it was just positive attitude, keep going, just do the yeah. work. And in fact, I do have a memory where um, I hadn't cried in three years. I was just in such survival mode. And I thought, oh, I don't think that's healthy. So I went <laughs> to my bedroom closet and I was trying to think of something sad, like, <laughs> like trying to make myself cry. And it was nothing. I was just like wow. dead. And I thought, oh, that's a problem. I've long since made up for it. Um, right. I, I saw there's a, there's a, a, a river uh, that just <laughs> popped up on Google Maps. Yes. <laughs> Stacy, it's, it's, it's kind of intersected in Mississippi River. <laughs> it was one of the, it's, it was kind of more like a, like a hurricane. I, you know, I'm from like a Got tropical it. storm to a level five in like two seconds. It, right, right. Some phenomenal, right? It's a phenomenon. We, yes. went, we went from a tropical depression to a category five in like two, two minutes. Yes. Which, you know, any of you who have a significant other 
who is a woman, we do that anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> you think everything's fine. <laughs> say it ain't so, Stacey. <laughs> no, you say the wrong thing. <laughs> hey, you better go outside and cut the grass. <laughs> Wow. So, so, so you, you try and I, and I love how you're choosing to, you recognize like your self-awareness. Okay. I know it's not natural not to cry for three years. You know, let me find a, a safe space to see if I can get these emotions out. You know, it's a natural emotion of humans to cry. And you hear you going yeah. three years. So, so when you finally, Turn it to a hurricane, uh, you know, Stacy Peterson, and we, we'll just say you slammed it to the coast of your own space. Yeah, yeah. How did that feel once once you got all of that out? I felt, you know, it took a while yeah. because it brewed for a little bit there. I think what happened was each time I thought it was a season, like I, with an illness or, or sometimes like through a hard period, you think this is just, I can get through it. And then each time you're like, Oh, maybe by the end I was like, Oh, this is not a season. This is my life. Mm. Like this is how it is. And, um, I may not ever be fully a hundred percent healthy again, which I haven't been. Right. And it was that realization of, Oh, wait a minute. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be like that forever. Um, and I just felt like, um, I was so, I call it bounce. It's like, you know, something happens to you or like you get in a fight or with a significant other or something stressful happens. You have a little bit of bounce and like you might get angry in the moment or freak out in the moment, but then you kind of calm down. And I yeah. realized that it was like the smallest, littlest things were like just too much. And that's when I kept thinking, okay, I'm, this isn't me. This isn't who I am. I don't freak out. I don't get super depressed like this. I don't have all of these emotions. Something's wrong with me. And I kept saying that I just kept thinking, this is not who I am. I know I'm not this person, but I can't seem to. And so I went and I got help and I just basically was like, Hey, I think I need meds or something. Like I am not doing well. And that's when I got diagnosed with the PTSD. Right. And so at that moment, it was like, oh, okay, well, at least there's a reason. Um, But still in the back of my mind, I thought, well, you know, I didn't really know that much about PTSD. I was like, okay, again, it's a season. And, um, you know, it's something that I still struggle with to this day. Right. Nothing like I did before, but it's still very present. And so then I was like... I kind of had a moment where I fell apart, like the hurricane happened. And I thought to myself a couple things. The first one was, is that I had never had anybody say, I'm so sorry for all of your loss. What everyone had always said was, you'll get through it, have faith, keep a positive attitude, you know, like the motivational stuff. Yeah, like like, drink milk, Mario, you'll get all, all that little positive stuff. Fuck it up and keep going. Right. And that does work for some people, but some people it's too much. Mm. And what I realized was no one had ever acknowledged my pain because I thought, you know, I have a right to 
feel mad at God or I have a right to feel sad. And I, and I felt, um, because I am, I, I am a person of faith. I felt like God said, you do have a right. You do have a right. Absolutely. You have a right. And, but what are you going to do with it? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be, <laughs> you know, how everybody kind of has that drunk uncle that comes home and kicks the door open and sits on the recliner and cracks open a beer and hates the world, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> after work every day and nothing is ever positive. I was like, I don't want to be a drunk uncle and an angry person and a bitter person. So what am I going to do? And so I was like, well, I'm just going to take it one step at a time. Like I had with kind of getting myself to walk, it hurt. And I would literally learn how to just roll over and then get my leg off the bed and get in a wheelchair. And it was so painful. And during those moments, if you had asked me, okay, go walk five miles, I would have been like, I'm, I can't, I can't do it. Right. But it was just that constant. Okay. Just a little bit at a time, one step at a time. And, you know, now I can walk five miles and I'm fine. I might have a little, I'm always in a little bit of pain, but it's not a big deal. And I felt the same emotionally and mentally and spiritually in that I had to make a choice to go ahead and move forward and take it a step at a time. And it hurt. It hurt. I didn't want to, you know, I want to curl up on a ball and say, you know, but that's what I did. And just that same mentality of a step at a time, a step at a time. And some, sometimes I fell down and, or I had to just like take a breath, right. but just doing the littlest thing each day. And somebody asked me once, what do you mean by the little people say, take it one step at a time, but what does that actually mean? mean yeah. And so for me, it's like, okay, you don't want to get out of bed. So can you at least get up, open all the curtains and stand outside in the sun for 20 minutes in the morning to get your serotonin levels up? Like, can you do that? Right. Okay. Yeah, I guess I can do that. And then I do also have a saying, if you're never going to want to, so you might as well do it anyway. (laughs) So I didn't wait for motivation. I just recognized I'm never going to want to do certain things. But if I know it's healthy for me, then I'm going to go ahead and do it because I'm never going to want to, you know, no matter how uncomfortable it is. I love it. You know, Stacey, I love how you you talk about success is defined by you, the person, you know, and and the, the metric is also defined by the person and how you didn't let the world, uh, you know, right. You stop letting the world define what, what, it looks like. And you said, no, it's okay for me to be experience the emotion of anger and depression. It's okay for me to ask for help because things aren't working. You know, I'm self-aware and it's okay for me to say success may not be getting out of the bed today, but success may be just cutting on my favorite show and actually, you know, opening the blinds and just getting some sun. That is cool. And it's a choice and it's a choice. And and you are an example of what happens when you choose, you right, you don't emotionally react, but you make a choice that improves the outcome of a real life situation while living. And I, pr- I appreciate that. Looking back, looking back at it, the journey that you can remember, you know, that you can remember, because I mean, good God, that's a lot. And, and, and my hat's off to you for still being positive to this day, because I know you still struggle. I believe you still struggle. I mean, you said it, you know, you're, you're never going to be 100% back to your baseline, but looking back, 
if you had to leave our listeners and viewers with one thing, what would that be today? I would say, it's so hard to say one thing. Just pick one. <laughs> but I would say don't quit. Mm. Because there's different, th- somehow we think something's wrong with us if our life isn't perfect. And that's not true. Everybody goes through stuff. Everybody has a story. And I had to make a choice like each time of, okay, am I going to, you know, do one thing for myself to move my life forward so that I'm a better person for my kids, my community. And because I, you know, that purpose of wanting to be a better person and to be able to contribute something was way more important than my personal comfort. And when I wanted to quit, it really had a lot to do with insecurity or fear or pain. And it was personal comfort. Mm. And um, I chose the hard way. I chose, like, uh, it doesn't, my comfort level doesn't matter. This is super uncomfortable, but this is the, if this, if I want a different life, if I want a different outcome, I need to do some hard things that make me feel uncomfortable. And so every time I wanted to quit, I just didn't. And sometimes that was other people encouraging me or just listening to something positive that was like rejuvenating or whatever, just to kind of be like, okay, okay, okay. So don't quit. Um, You know, it, it, we brought up the hurricane analogy. It would be ridiculous to say in the middle of a storm when it's scary and we have, you know, it's hurricanes are horrible, but to say that the sun, you know, it's so cheesy. The sun will never come out and shine again. But in the midst of that hurricane, it feels like that. It's like, okay, is this the end? Uh, the world? <laughs> like, I'm out of- um, Which for you, it was. Multiple. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so it's natural to kind of think, oh, it's going to be this way forever. I'm never going to be happy again. I'm never going to experience joy. I'm never going to be well. I'm never going to get over whatever, you know, if it is PTSD or mental health or a broken relationship or an addiction. And that's not true. It just feels like it in the moment because the storm clouds do part. And when you get to those moments, you enjoy them so much more having been through the storm than had you never experienced it all or if you had quit. Nice, Stacy. Stacy Peterson, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, if you guys didn't know this story, even when I first met her, I would have never known. She's you guys got to get on her YouTube channel, Stacy Peterson. Check out her her speakers reel, her demo reel. Check out her videos. She's funny. She is funny as heck. Stacy, before I let you go, you got it. Hey, there, ladies and gentlemen, you guys got to hear the one where she says, "Hey, hey, laughter." People used to say laughter is the best best medicine. She goes, Mm-mm, "Morphine." <laughs> yep. I did enjoy the morphine in the hospital. I'm not going to lie. I was like, what is that? <laughs> Can I have another? I know. It's like, I'm in agony. Wait, what just happened? <laughs> We're good. <laughs> yes. Stacey, you're, you're amazing. You know, I met your YouTube channel. How else can folks find you? Um, I, I am on Facebook. You can follow me on Facebook. I, I mean, I have all the social media except Twitter. I'm, Broke up with Twitter a while ago. I mean, I have a thing on there, but uh, LinkedIn, you can reach out my website. Um, I'm mainly YouTube probably or Facebook. So yeah. Nice. Well, you guys yeah. heard from Stacey Peterson. Thank you again. She had multiple dates with death. 
and she got through them. She had a meeting with God. The meeting did not go in her favor as far as the anger. <laughs> I think God won that one. You know, but she, she chose to continue to live her live her life uh, to make a positive impact for thousands of people uh, while living. And I truly appreciate you, Stacy. And, and I believe that our listeners and viewers will be motivated and inspired from this episode. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Mario. I appreciate everything. No, my, my pleasure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, in a couple of weeks, you'll see me again. Until then, God bless you guys and be safe out there. Ladies and gentlemen, another episode that uh, was amazing. Don't forget, if you want to learn more about what I'm doing when it comes to minerals and vitamins and the holistic approach to good health, email me at host at unarmoredtalk.com to learn more, or you can visit the sponsor's website at takechargeyourhealth.usana.com. Again, Robert and Miriam Norris, wonderful people, and they are doing great things to help us feel healthier. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Be safe.